Welcome to Kim Reads and Talks. Now you will hear Kim read a chapter from the book Beyond the Echo Cavern, written by Brianna Teschendorf. Enjoy. Chapter 9, The Other Side Annika's first impression was of gold. Everything seemed to be glowing and sparkling with yellow light. It was beautiful. She realized after her eyes adjusted that there were fires lit all around the edge of the large cavern they had entered. The light of the fire was dancing on the walls. The rock walls were glistening, shimmering, almost like they were made of gemstones. The room-like cavern was large and warm. There were chairs here and there that looked homemade, crafted out of wood and other unknown materials, all in different shapes, sizes, and designs. At the far side of the large cavern were two dark entrances to tunnels. As the children entered the warm, glimmering space, the fear fell away from them and was replaced with relief. They all felt like they wanted to hug each other and maybe dance. Charlie was the first to give away to his emotions, and he began to laugh. This is so beautiful. What is this place? And who are you again? He turned two squinty, questioning eyes and a big smile on Sephora. Oh, this is resplendent echo cavern, Sephora explained. We love the way the cave echoes when we make music. She giggled and then let out a loud, high-pitched boo to emphasize the echo. The other three laughed with surprise. Gabe let out a scream of his own. When they had all stopped laughing, it was Sephora's turn to ask a question. Who are you? How did you get into the cave? She asked, looking confused. We came from that way, Annika answered, and pointed back towards the door they had just come through. To her surprise, the door was not only closed, but also completely blended in with the rock again, almost as if it weren't there. Uh... What happened to the door, she asked. Oh, we always keep that door shut, Sephora answered her. Then she started to whisper. As you know, there are bad things over there. Wait a minute. Here she raised her voice. You came from over there? Who are you and what are you doing? She asked again, narrowing her eyes, becoming suspicious for the first time as it dawned on her that the children were strangers from some other place. We live out there, Gabe tried to explain. Our house is on the other side of the woods, outside of the cave. We were just playing in the woods, and we saw the snake and followed him to the cave. He told us not to come in, but we did anyway. You know, the cave looked cool, and we heard the music and thought there might be treasure, but then we got stuck. He stopped for breath. So you came after treasure? Sephora asked, looking at Gabe very seriously. There's treasure? Charlie burst out with excitement. Uh, no, maybe. I mean, why would I tell you anyway? Anything that comes from that side of the cave is bad. Her voice was rising. I am not even sure if I should have brought you in here, Sephora added looking around nervously. 
Of course we aren't bad, said Annika in her most frustrated voice. Those snakes were bad. They were trying to hurt us. If we were like them, why would they hurt us? That doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't seem to make sense, but we will see, said a voice from the other side of the cavern. A young boy about 10 years old, wearing a bunch of sticks like a crown that wrapped around his full head of dark hair, came from inside one of the tunnels into the light. We have just never had any new children come from that side of the cave before. He approached them as he finished speaking. New children? How many of you are there? asked Charlie, truly astounded that there was another child in the cave besides Sephora. How many of who? Guards? asked the boy. There are usually three of us on duty. Today, Exul said he wanted to stay outside, so it is just Sephora and I. My name is Rivers. Who are you? he asked them. He had dark skin and freckles. His eyes were also dark and serious. Like Sephora, he seemed to shine with a special kind of light all his own. It was mysterious and made the children feel slightly nervous. I'm Charlie, he answered excitedly. This is Annika, and that is Gabe. They are my neighbors. We are all good kids. Yeah, confirmed Gabe. Annika is my sister. Do you live in here? His eyes were as big as could be and darting all over the strange room. Nah, we live outside over there, Sephora gestured down a tunnel to the right with her head. We just come in here for the echo, she shouted the last word, and to guard from, you know, bad guys. I am so confused, said Annika, her head moving from left to right, taking in the still new surroundings afresh. If you live near here, you are our neighbors. Why haven't we met you? Why don't you go to our school? Can you please get us out of this cave? We need to get home to our Aunt Persephone. She must be worried about us. School? asked Sephora with raised eyebrows. You guys look really tired, said Rivers sympathetically. Let's get out into the fresh air. Follow me. Sephora, you stay here on duty. They followed Rivers to the tunnel on the right and were amazed to find the way lit up by more tight coils of green light, much like the top of the long staff Sephora held in her hand. What is that? asked Gabe in awe. They are glowworms, Rivers smiled at them. We put their favorite food on there, honey from the indigo chamosa flower, and they gather there to light the way for us. Eric, Kampa, Luminosa, answered Charlie. Arachno what? asked Annika in shock. Arachnacampa Luminosa, Charlie repeated. That is their name. I read about it in a science magazine, he finished proudly. They are just amazing, said Annika. I had no idea we had anything like that in Silvercrest. We don't, Annika. Those kinds of things live in places like New Zealand, on the other side of the world, Charlie answered her knowingly, still staring up at the worms with his mouth open in wonder. What is Silvercrest? asked Rivers, ignoring Charlie. It's the name of the town we live in, said Gabe, 
looking at him like he had gone cuckoo. Well, the name of the place we live is Perdam, Perdam Mayan, answered Rivers contradictorily. Perdam Mayan? Annika whispered to Gabe. Gabe, who gave her a comically confused look in return, and shrugged his shoulders. The children continued to follow Rivers through the tunnel, enjoying the light of the little glowworms. The tunnel took a few twists and turns, and they noticed some drawings and designs in the cave wall. Before too long, the glow of daylight could be seen in the tunnel in front of them. Gabe wanted to run forwards to it. He was so excited, but he decided it would be best to stay behind Rivers. The scare of the snakes made him nervous about what might be up ahead. They came out of the cave into the full sunshine of a warm summer day. It was pleasant to be out in the open again. None of the children were prepared for what lay beyond the tunnel. They had entered a world of strong scents and lovely sounds. All around them were flowers, fruits hanging from trees, bright birds, and children playing. It was as if, up until that moment, their senses had been dead, and suddenly they came to life. They could smell something like a mix between fruits, flowers, and the particular smell of homegrown tomatoes. Gabe noticed the smell of fresh grass. Annika thought she caught a hint of roses. And Charlie noticed the smell of Thai basil, a licorice smell that he liked. They could hear music somewhere in the distance and birds singing in ways they had never heard before, in clear, strong melodies. As time went on and their eyes adjusted, they began to notice that the children of the new world each carried a light all their own, and although it was faint in the day light of day, something about them seemed to shimmer and occasionally flash. The stream was still to their right, but it could no longer be described as such. It was more like an actual river. The water was a glowing turquoise splash, dancing in the sunlight. Next to the rock wall of the cave behind them, it formed a pool that some children were splashing in happily. There must have been a little opening at the bottom of the pond that only slowly let the water run into the cave and through to the other side where it got muddy and turned into the ordinary stream that Charlie, Annika, and Gabe knew. What did you say this place is called? asked Charlie breathlessly. It's called Perdamayan, Rivers laughed, pleased with a look of pleasure and awe on his guest's face. I don't think we're in Kansas anymore, said Annika quietly to herself as she gazed around her at the new world. Gabe broke into a big smile when she said it. He was always her biggest fan. End of chapter nine. Thank you for listening to Kim read a chapter from the book Beyond the Echo Cavern by Brianna Teschendorf. Beyond the Echo Cavern is available in print and digital form on the website diversebreakthrough.com. That is diversebreakthrough.com. If you want to show your appreciation, subscribe to the podcast and leave a review so more people can discover Kim Reads and Talks. Thank you and come back tomorrow for yet another chapter.